Hello and welcome to another edition of The Tigers Down Under. I'm your host as always, Alex, and with me I have Mitch. Hey guys. We've got a few games to get through, Mitch. Um, bit of a mixed fortune, I suppose. We'll start with the Sheffield Wednesday game, which was a draw, a 1-1 draw there. Um, started the game quite well, Fraser Campbell scoring the goal for us before um, a pretty unfortunate penalty, I guess, got Sheffield Wednesday back into it. But... Going away from home, especially the way that the squad's looking, the way that the season sort of started against Villa, I guess it's a positive? Yeah, look, um, Sheffield Wednesday this season don't look very good to me. Like, just their whole squad, really, aside from Forestieri. But any away point early in the season is always a positive, I think. Yeah, I mean, we sort of touched on it last week with Dan, the fact that Wednesday had all those troubles in the off-season, weren't able to make any signings, and basically haven't been able to offload anyone to fund signings because everyone just kept lowballing them with offers. And there is that side of it where you say, well, look, they're not going to be very good this season, so maybe we should have been hoping to win. But then you also look at it as, well, we haven't had a great start ourselves, we haven't had a great off-season ourselves, so you yeah. kind of take the point. Yeah, exactly right. Um, we didn't make any changes from our last league game, so Device and McGregor... Ba- Marshall, I should say, not McGregor... Um, basically got a reprieve they got a second chance to see how they would go and I thought Device was a lot better and and Marshall as well he made a few pretty decent saves um so he had a he had a pretty good game as well yeah definitely um from what I saw Device didn't give the ball away as easily and in such crucial areas as he did in that Villa game and yeah you're right you're right on Marshall he made some great saves actually there was one forget who it was but they attacked down the right hand side um, in the first half, and he, he stopped it with his feet, but yeah, he did well to get to it. Yeah, that that's the save that probably comes to mind as well for me, is that, that one with his feet, where it, it did show that he's still got those really good reflexes, I guess. We've sort of not seen it too much from him so far at City, where uh, he seems quite slow to get down to shots sometimes, but in this one, he, he was really quite quick, so hopefully that's a promising sign that he's maybe turned the corner. Yeah, exactly. Um. And then I guess Campbell scoring the goal, it was great to see him on the score sheet. He, he seemed to be one of the standouts against Villa on the opening day as well. So he And he's also talked during the week about the fact that he's had his best preseason in about five years or something. So who knows, hopefully that's a, a good sign that he's in for a really good season. Yeah, that's right. It's always good to, to get a striker's goal early on in the season, considering most of our goals came from out wide last year. Um yeah, good for him to get on the score sheet, and hopefully that can give him the confidence to, to bang in a few. Yeah, so I guess it was a, a pretty decent all-round performance. I can't think of too many players that um, that weren't too impressive against Wednesday. Um, and then, like we said, it's good to get a point on the, on the um, road early in the season as well. Um, similar scoreline, or exactly the same scoreline, really, against Sheffield uh, United during the week. 1-1 decided on penalties. And I suppose it was pretty appropriate that uh, the missed penalty was from uh, Norwood. Yeah, that's kind of what he gets, isn't it? <laughs> After signing for a new club, saying that he didn't really want to join Hull City anyway, and he was happy to be at Sheffield United, and, and then he goes and skies it. Yep, and yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just laughing. <laughs> and I guess it was a it was another good all round performance. We made quite a few changes. I think it was nine from the league. Um, I think United only really made a couple of changes, so they went in pretty full strength. So, so that sort of underlines even more how how good a win it was for us. Um, we had guys like Terrell, Irvine, um, Stewart all starting, Keane starting up top. 
Um, you know, we had the three academy players in Mackenzie, Fleming, and uh, Curry all starting. And by all reports, Curry had a really outstanding game. So um, it's always really promising when you get those young academy kids kind of making that step up. And we've already seen with Batty, he's basically taken a, a full-time role into the uh, first team. Yeah, exactly. I love it when we bring our academy players through into the first team. And yeah, it was, it was good to hear that they, they played well. And even the, the guys are from the academy that, that came in and played, like Terrell, like Irvine, who we've not seen a lot of in the opening two league games. Um, I'm happy they came in. I think Jackson Irvine probably will end up in the starting team in the, in the first 11. Um, obviously, just coming back from, from illness and the World Cup. But yeah, good to get minutes under the belt. And Terrell looked really dangerous. I mean, our goal basically started as a counter-attack where they had about two or three shots on target in the space of a few minutes. And then we just went up the other end. Terrell brought the ball up, passed it off to Dicko, and then got on the end of it and just slotted it. So really good link-up play from those two uh, and really promising because Terrell, to me, when we signed him, he was such this you know exciting prospect that he, he'd been great at Brentford on loan, decent at Birmingham City as well, and really seemed to be um, not the same sort of player as Corrin necessarily but in the same mold of you know getting a cheap or free player really who could really actually take the league apart yeah and I think it was at Birmingham where he scored against us is that yeah, right yeah yeah um also on that I thought it was really good of Dicko that that final ball to give through to Terrell I'm not sure if if he meant it or if it was just a scattered shot or something but it, it, it was well seen uh, and then they scored a, a pretty decent equaliser. Um, there's been a bit of discussion around Marshall and, and his save on that. And, and to be honest, watching it first time, I, my first instinct was that maybe he could have done a bit better with it. But the more you watch it, the more I suppose you say, well, he, I guess he's a bit off balance and, and he does well to get a hand to it. Um, and then you know, taking into account the rest of his game as well, he had another pretty outstanding game. Yeah, well, we discussed this pretty heavily that we both initially thought probably should have got a stronger hand to it. But um, after watching it a few times and thinking about it, if he did make the save, it would have been a pretty pretty remarkable save. So I was probably a little bit too harsh in there. So everyone on Twitter that I upset him. <laughs> and I think, look, in fairness, to, in fairness to you, in fairness to me, anyone that, you know, especially when you've been quite harsh on a player, you're, you're going to be more harsh even if, even if it's quite a difficult shot to save, if they don't let it in, if they get a hand to it, you're probably going to assume or you're going to think that they could have done better with it. So it's just sort of a natural thing. And I think if he can sort of string a couple of really good games together, then that will certainly help the opinion change on him and, and give him that bit of breathing room when he does make a mistake or, or, or concedes a goal. Well, that's exactly right. Same thing with Yak. We are all terrified when he used to jump in goals and then that Arsenal Cup game came around and he had a few good games after that and ended up, we were all pretty shattered when he left in the end. And that's a that's a great example because I, I can remember there were a couple of games where I think like Liverpool in the league where we got nil-nil draw where everyone sort of was praising him but at the same time there were people still saying, oh, well, you know, he flapped at that corner or he, you know, missed that cross or whatever and you think, well, you know, he got the clean sheet maybe get off his back and I guess it's the same situation now with Marshall where people might say well he's actually had a really good game but people sort of still focus on on the small errors that he makes so I guess it's sort of the curse of the goalkeeper because there's not a lot of ways that you can prove yourself you're sort of um, under you know the only time you're focused on is when you're facing a shot and if you have one bad chance or one bad save in a whole game that's what people are going to remember yeah exactly right 
Um, but it's good to get through in the cup. We were saying last week, you know, it's always decent to get on a cup run. We've had a few good cup runs in the last few years as well. Um, what's your sort of position or, or um, desire in the next round of the cup? Are you the sort of person that would like to see us play, you know, a League Two side like Forest Green Rovers, for instance? Is, is sort of a really unique experience, a team we haven't played before, really fun ground to go to? Or would you rather us play, you know, a Premier League side as they come in this round? Um, I would I would say I'd rather see us play a small side that, that we've probably not played for, that we've not seen us play before, like Forest Green. That would be pretty cool. Um, in saying that, um, it'd be pretty cool also to play against my mates' teams, so like just to get competitive with them. But yeah, no, Forest Green, that'd be that'd be cool. And also just because I'm like anti-vegan as well, so <laughs> it'd be good to. I was gonna say, you know, get to travel to the uh, the vegan stadium. I'm not sure if our uh, UK supporters would be too keen to go to the vegan stadium <laughs> and get the uh, the uh, vegan pies and all that sort of thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that draw is uh, overnight our time. So tomorrow morning when we get up, we'll, we'll know who we're playing. Hopefully uh, it's a it's a winnable game and we can kind of progress in the cup and, and go on a bit of a run. Uh, it's kind of good. I mean, last season from memory in the League Cup, Slutsky took basically the under-21s to Doncaster and we lost. And it was actually a pretty close game in the end, but um, it was basically all kids just because we didn't have the depth of, in the squad. Um, so it's actually pretty cool that this season we've made the nine changes and we've actually still fielded a really competitive side. So it, it actually does look quite promising for the league that we do have that depth. Yeah, exactly right. Ha- playing plays in the cup that we that we would had no choice but to play in our starting 11 last season and then still having the spots for the academy players, just just a few of them, not, not a full 11 this time. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's perfect. No, it's good. Um, and then looking ahead now, we've got two games coming up. We've got Blackburn Rovers Saturday night, and then we've got Rotherham ne- uh, midweek next week. And if we weren't able to get a victory against Sheffield Wednesday or Villa in the opening two games, I think these next two games really provide us with a really decent chance to get at least one win on the board and hopefully two. Um, both against promoted clubs, really. Um, Blackburn have had an okay start. They've had two draws so far, um, while Rotherham got smashed in their first game and then beat Ipswich. Um, if we start with the Blackburn game, I guess Blackburn are the more interesting one because they've got a couple of ex-City players in their ranks. Um, Danny Graham up top, who's actually managing to score some goals for them, um, which is a bit funny after his spell at City. And then Corey Evans is still there. He's been there for, well, since he left us, which is... It must be about four years ago now, five years ago. I think he left around the same time as Kearney. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe maybe one or two years before, but I'm not sure. Yeah, well, uh, I think he might have joined Blackburn on a permanent deal when we got promoted to the Premier League, whereas Kearney was loaned to them, and then Kearney uh, probably signed on a permanent the year after. Yeah, I think probably. that might have been what happened. But yeah, so, so I guess, and obviously Blackburn... Um, I have a lot of Premier League pedigrees, a bigger name of a club, all that sort of thing. Um, what's your thoughts heading into that one? It's home game, good chance to get three points on the board. Home game against against a promoted team, it's got to be got to be looking to get three points there. Anything but will be disappointing. No, well, basically every home game that we don't get three points is disappointing, but especially against a promoted team, I think. But um, yeah, you're right. They've they've got some okay players. Like I know Elliot Bennett. I think. 
I don't know. I, wherever I was a manager in a career mode once, <laughs> I had him in my team, and he he ran the show for me. So I followed him a little bit, like in real life, and he's he's pretty he's pretty good player. And yeah, the fact that Danny Graham scores for them is kind of annoying. Um, so I would hope he wouldn't celebrate if he does get one against us, but. Let's just pray that doesn't happen. And they've got a couple of other good players as well, like uh, Bradley Dack seems to be one of their main players in midfield at the moment, doing quite well, scored two goals in the cup. Uh, and then they've got Casey Palmer, who I, I assume is still on loan from Chelsea. They just he, just he seems to be one of those guys that gets loaned out every year. Um, mm. So they've got a, a pretty decent side as a promoted club. They seem to have kept most of their players together from, uh, from um, relegation through to their time in League One back up. And I think Armstrong as well, their striker, well, another one of their strikers is uh, they might have got from Newcastle. So um, a decent squad there. But as you're saying, home game against a promoted club, it's really got to be a game that we that we win, basically. I mean, you look at last season against Burden, against Bolton, against sides like that coming to the uh, KCOM and we sort of battered them and, and <laughs> still barely just stayed up. So when you think that that's sort of the bare minimum that you need, um, it's really something that we need to be doing. Um, would you make any changes to the side? Would you keep any players from that cup side in the uh, in the league side, or would you sort of revert back to the eleven that we had in our last league game? Um, I would. Well, obviously, I'm going to be biased and say I put Jackson Hervine in there. <laughs> um, but it's a bit hard to change. The I think, I think the only the... one potentially would be. Um, if uh, Reese Burke's injured, because I know he came off against um, Sheffield United with a, with a mild injury, so hopefully that's not too bad. But if it is, I suppose that would be an enforced one. Yeah. Um, who would you play? Would you play McDonald there? I guess. Yeah. I guess you'd go McDonald um, because he looked pretty decent against Sheffield United. But uh, yeah, I I think it might be a little bit too risky to throw someone like Curry in there as much yeah. as I'd kind of want to. Um, yeah. yeah. You'd probably go with McDonald. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and so then, I guess, Irvine in as well. Perhaps Toral as well, or it's sort of, I guess, changing it all a little bit too much um, if we also tra- tried to bring Toral in. Um, the other interesting one as well is Grzycki came off the bench against Sheffield United, so um, didn't really touch on that before. But um, what's your take on that whole situation? Um, it's pretty remarkable that he's still at the club, I think, after everything that went on. But yeah. again... Like we said in, in one of the first episodes this season, he's he's a player that can win you the game. So if he can go out there and get the job done, then happy days. So he then emerges as another option if we want to play him out wide. Um, Milinkovic as well. Um, so we have a few decent options. And then obviously Kane, who I think has been the main wow, winger at the moment in the league. Um, what's your score prediction for this one? I'm going to say we win 3-0. <laughs> I was saying to Dan just before, I think I've actually got all of the predictions so far this season correct and almost just about the score predictions as well. So I'm feeling a little bit pressure to back a City win in this one. So I might go with us to win 2-1, I think. Um, hopefully we can start to get some clean sheets, though. It would be good to um, start to shut out a couple of sides. But um seems like you know 2-1 two, to us seems a pretty realistic scoreline in my mind. Um, no, I'll be in David Marshall to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Rotherham midweek, uh, we sort of touched on them already that they have a, they've had a mixed start back. They got smashed by Brentford before beating Ipswich uh, and then beat Wigan in the cup as well. So um, hard to sort of get a read on them so far. They play Leeds on the weekend as well, so it'll be 
a bit clearer when we play them how they're sort of sitting. But as opposed to Blackburn, a pretty weak squad. Managers are pretty much unknown compared to Blackburn having Tony Mowbray. Um, and, I mean, the impression that you get with them is almost that they're just sort of going to yo-yo and, and go straight back down. But, um, you know, you never know. They could end up consolidating and stay up. Um, but certainly, if not three points against Blackburn, it's got to be three points against Rotherham. Oh, definitely. I I think from just pre-season alone, I think everyone has Rotherham to go to go down, even before they got pumped by Brentford. So if we don't get six points against them this season, I think it's points dropped, which we should ideally have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess this one, it's away from home midweek, but you'd still be expecting maybe a two... I mean... Talking about clean sheets and talking about hoping to get a clean sheet for Marshall, I think this is certainly a game where I'd be I'd be looking at like a two 0 or a three 0 sort of win. Yeah, I'd say two 0 just just because away from home and obviously players will be will be tired from I guess from both sides, but generally midweek games don't produce as many goals due to fatigue, um, and it'll be cool again to see what happens with rotation. And then uh, the other aspect of this one is, I think, as the first midweek game that we have that hasn't been televised in the league, uh, it'll actually be televised over in the UK on our streaming service. So uh, I don't know if you've had the chance to... I don't know if you watched the Sheffield Wednesday game on uh, Tigers TV on the weekend, but for me, I mean, I was going into it expecting that there'd be glitches and issues. I mean, watching games last season on Wolves TV or whatever, they always seem to have issues and took about halfway through the first half for them to, to sort themselves out. But credit where it's due. I mean, Tigers TV, it was working straight from kickoff for me. No issues. Commentary was working. So it was all it was all great for me. Yeah, no, I, I did watch the game. And yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, yeah. I again expected the same issues. I think there was a game last season. Um, I think it might have been, it was QPR. And it ended up switching over like 15 minutes in. I ended up watching some completely random game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, yeah, they've, they've done really well with it this season. Yeah, so looking forward to, I guess, we'll have both the Blackburn and then the Rotherham games streamed, and um, and everyone's going to be able to watch that Rotherham game um, no matter where you are where you are in the world. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a couple of exciting games to look forward to, and hopefully we can get um, the wins in both games. Um, did you have any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, no, not really, just six points from those two games, and... That's what I expect anyway, and anything more, and I'll be coming in pretty angry next week. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me tonight, Mitch. No worries. Thanks for you for having me. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group, or follow us on Twitter, at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black. There's no turning back cause you're Amber